My Todoist Premium subscription is coming up for renewal, and the question is, should I continue with it? Hi, I'm Julian, and welcome to another episode from Productivity Matters. This show is all about getting the best out of your day through the better use of productivity tools and discussing the various methods you can use to incorporate into your daily routines. If you're new here, then welcome. And if you've listened before, then welcome back. I first recorded this episode during a period of quarantine due to coronavirus uh, a couple of weeks ago and I didn't have access to my usual recording space or equipment. I used a Lavalier Tyclet microphone and it went well and I got it ready to release and then I had second thoughts. Rather than put out a less than acceptable quality episode, I decided to wait and re-record it. So, without further ado... This episode is all about task managers. Now, I have been a heavy user of Todoist for the last couple of years, and I've mentioned it in quite a few of my episodes. And the user interface looks great. It's fairly intuitive to use. It has bucket loads of functionality, not least the newly added boards feature, which gives it a Trello-style feel. Todoist at its very heart is a task manager. That's what it has built its reputation on. When you sign up, you can start using the basic version for free. And this includes the ability to create tasks and projects to compartmentalize your tasks, set recurring due dates if you so desire, set priorities for each of the tasks. There are also integrations with other apps too. And I also like the way you can use natural language to set the date and time, which makes it really quite quick and easy to capture a task. However, When you make the leap to the premium version, this is where all the extra good stuff lives. You get everything I've mentioned, plus the ability to set reminders, add comments, add files, labels, and also create filters to help you search for your tasks more easily. You can see your productivity trends, and you can choose additional themes. It's a little bit of gamification, keeping it light and fun, but allowing you to see how you're actually doing at the same time. You can set a vacation, holiday time, so if you're not achieving your goals, it doesn't impact on your overall score. You can add tasks via email, and your task list can be synchronised to your calendar. You can share tasks and assign them to other people too. Plus, as I mentioned before, the new boards feature that's currently in beta. And whilst it seems to work well, I can't help thinking that Todoist are straying into a project management world. If you need templates to deal with recurring tasks, these are also available too. And there's also an activity log. Now, Todoist Premium is available for $36 a year, or you can do it monthly at $4 a month, or it's £36 a year here in the UK and £4 a month. But do I need the Premium version? Whilst I could possibly continue using Todoist, I decided to compare it against the brand new Apple Reminders on iOS 14. A couple of caveats here. 
Being an Apple product, it is only available for Apple users. And secondly, I am specifically talking about the beta version on the public beta 7. So things could change before it is released into the wild. I've also been using it on macOS public beta of Big Sur 2. So the look and feel has been given a slight overhaul, nothing too drastic. The biggest change, and to my mind, the biggest improvement on iOS 14 is you can now add a new task from the main reminders screen. Previously, you had to select which list you wanted to add the task to, uh, which was a bit of a barrier to being totally useful. But now you can just add a task straight away. You can create groups for your lists, similar to projects in Todoist. For example, I have a personal group which contains a shopping list and a, a list of personal stuff. And I have a routines group where I have my daily, weekly and monthly lists too. You could compare this to the sections area within a project on Todoist. At the top of the screen, you can view today, scheduled, all and flagged. In iOS 14 and macOS Big Sur, these can now be toggled on or off. So you can either show all of them or none of them. It's entirely up to you or some of them. Tasks that include subtasks are showing up as bold, making them stand out. And the menu option to show and hide subtasks has now been moved from the edit part of the menu to the view part. It's possible to add images and comments to each task, but you can't add other file types. Now I've added my task list to my calendar so it's easy to see what's coming up. And you can create a task using natural language. However, this isn't as straightforward as Todoist because you do have to select the suggested date and time from the picker on the screen. You can set a priority for each task but there are no labels to use and the filters are really very basic and preset. In fact, the filters are what I mentioned before, today, scheduled, all and flagged. You can't create your own. You can share your reminders either on an individual basis or a complete list, such as a shopping list, but this is only to other Apple users. Um, obviously, you need to have Todoist between yourselves if you're sharing on Todoist, but at least that other person doesn't actually have to be uh, an, uh, an iPhone user. They can have an Android or, or whatever. As for reminders, you can set these on a day and then at a time. They can set them for a location, or you can set them when you're actually messaging someone as well, which is quite handy. And used in conjunction with Apple Notes, you can share a note to Reminders very easily, and then you can actually open that note directly from the Reminders app. Unlike Todoist, there is no gamification. So there's no trending, there's no themes, there's no activity log, there's no karma, although you can see your closed and completed tasks. So the, the question is, how much of Todoist Premium do I use to justify paying the premium price? And the answer is not a great deal. Whilst I have labels, I don't tend to use them all that often. And I don't assign tasks to anyone. In fact, the one shared list I do have is in Reminders. Uh, it's the shopping list. Now, the new boards feature is interesting, and I have actually used it uh, when I created my son's weekly school timetable, so I can have each day of the week in a Trello-style board. But other than that, at the moment, I haven't really gone into using it, and I was never much of a Trello fan anyway. I don't use filters very much. Yeah, I have created them. I do use them, but they're not the be-all and end-all of my own personal process. It's a tough one. 
But having given it some thought, especially as I considered this episode, I'm actually going to stay with Todoist Premium. The look and feel is great, and I've really got used to using it my own way. In fact, I have talked in the past about spending too much time switching between different apps, which might be fun to begin with, but unless you need to, or the app you currently use doesn't do something that you need, then stick with what you know. You need to let apps work for you. Don't spend time you don't have learning how to use a new app just because. There needs to be a real reason to swap, and in this case, having been a Todoist user for so long, and it's been second nature for me, I don't want to rebuild my entire workflow around something else. Sure, it's not free, but it also gives me complete flexibility. So, if you use a task manager, I would love to know what you think. Leave me a comment or get in touch via the various social places. Links are in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Hopefully you found something interesting. And if you have any comments, then I'd love to hear from you. Just message me via the link in the show notes. Please don't forget to subscribe where you normally listen to your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, please remember, productivity matters. <laughs>